Off the Groove with Scotty Dubler. Thursday, September 16th, 2021, episode number 199.99. Almost 200. <laughs> Almost 200, that's right. First of all, we're coming out on Thursday instead of a Friday. There's reasons. Second of all, it's not episode 200. We're not ready for 200 yet. We don't want this to be episode 200, so it's episode 199.99, which you came up with. I like it. Yeah, it's almost 200. We'll uh, we'll say that once I get back into town. I'm traveling this week right now. I'm doing a uh, uh, Harley rally at the Lake of the Ozarks, Harley Davidson, and uh, uh, then this weekend I will be doing an enduro cross in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So we'll knock this out early in the week and put it out early. And it's not quite 200, so next week will be 200, and we're going to try to do something different. I love it. Yeah, and you're actually on the road right now as we're recording, right? We can make this, take this mobile. Yeah. I love it. Mo- mobile, driving down the road on the interstate on I-44, eastbound and down, loaded up and trucking. I hope you're uh, hands-free. I am not. let's just pretend like you are you're hands-free right yeah totally hands-free yeah absolutely safety first absolutely hands-free safety no hands on the wheel no hands on the phone just (laughs) hands-free do as we say not as we do kids um that's right anyways so uh i think since uh since we this is gonna be no guests that's another thing that makes this a little unique no guests for this one it's kind of just you and me chatting we're gonna do a little recap of our crazy weekend in california because i don't know about you but i saw some dirt track racing this weekend there was plenty of it. If you wanted it, you got it. You got so, your fill, uh, you want to yeah. start with Friday night, Lodi Cycle Bowl. You finally got to go there. Yeah, I think it's the best place to start, man. It was uh, one on the list when we kind of started the whole left out in the beginning, right? Like, what we I think we initially picked like five or six that we just had to make, and this was one of them. Um, yep. did, didn't know if it was going to happen because everything, you know, all the rumors and everything, but they. Both uh, all the events went off this weekend, and Lodi was the first one on the list. Man, it was uh, it was definitely something really cool. Uh, I ended up getting there second. You were there first, right? You got on site first. I, I don't know. Maybe Sammy got there first. No. I don't know. No, Sammy, Sammy was, got there late too yeah, because Sammy he had was, flight problems. Yeah, I was yeah. there first, and I got there late myself because I had a meeting to go to with AFT, and I got interviewed by Ricky Rackman, and then I got there. Uh, well, actually, the, the interview was first. Then my meeting, and then I got down to uh, Lodi late, like right when the practice was about to start. Mm-hmm. So I'd play catch up a little bit. Uh, they had somebody there recording it live on YouTube. Yep. You can go to LodiCycleBowl.com and watch it. Uh, the weird thing about it, and they got a lot of feedback, and it wasn't all good, but they had a microphone that was hot up in the scoring booth. And there's a lot of stuff that goes on up there, and people <laughs> don't get to you know hear that or see that. So there's stories going on, people talking. Uh, well, I'm trying to talk, and, and so it was a free service. Those folks did it for free, so uh, if they do it next year, they said they'll just get, be wired straight into the soundboard. They weren't ready for it, and it was something new for all parties. So, mm-hmm. uh, hey, you got to watch some racing from Lodi for free. Absolutely, yeah. You can't complain for, uh, for with any of this stuff. Uh, and kind of what we're doing from a left-out standpoint is kind of the same way, right? We said we're just going to go gather some content and kind of make some contacts and see the, a few handful of races. And here we are, what? 12, 13 races in, and we're, we're doing Something it. like that. Um, yeah. so in the we, first year. In uh, our first year together. Exactly. I got to say, too, man, like, I, I was zombie mode, and, and I think uh, neither uh, Sammy or I, and I know you, you're going to say I never sleep, but we neither of us got any sleep when we got there, and we were, like, running around. Sammy, who knows everybody at every racetrack, I guess Lodi is, like, the place where everybody knows him. I, it was, I got to tell you this quick story about, so he was in turn one, right? 
And then uh, I was like, I got to go fly the drone before the sun sets because my drone doesn't fly after the after you need a ample amount of light, I guess, to take off or whatever. So um, I went and I just spent about 30 minutes uh, flying that drone and getting a couple shots before the sunset uh, before, you know, during that downtime. Uh, and uh, I go back to meet Sammy. He had only moved like 10 feet because all the conversations that he had been having there, you know, he walks one inch and everybody's like, Sammy. And he goes, talks, you know, but he is a popular dude there at Lodi. I guess that's what happens when you grow up in a, at a track like that. Right. Yeah. And you grew up in California and, and, you know, he's been gone from California for quite a while living in Pennsylvania. So it's, it's like a homecoming and a family reunion all at once. And you just, you got, you know, there's not time to see everybody. So Mm. you make do with what you can. I, I did get to see a lot of people I hadn't seen in a long time. And I saw uh, Sammy's sister, and that was great to see her. One of the times I was going up and down from the track to the booth and stuff like that. His brother was there, too, yeah. I didn't get to see Adam. I I missed him. Usually I get to see Adam in Sacramento, and I didn't get to see him at at Lodi or Sacramento this year. So I did miss Adam. I did see Eve. Yeah, and and the racing was just as good as as the conversations, man. And there was a lot of pros there. What, around 27 pros showed up? 27 pros and uh, a rider actually from the town of Lodi, which is pretty small, won the night before the mile for the first time ever. It's the 10th running of the night before the mile. And Christian Spurgeon took the win and uh, beat the beat the Wiley veteran. Tony Myring finished up there in the second place. He's got the California black plate number one, which he's earned for the seventh time. Basically, he's a seven-time California champion. Wow. Well, he got second in the main event. And uh, Travis Petten, uh, 182, he was there. He got third in the main event. And then Chad Coase was fourth just off the box. But So California riders, the top four spots, even though there's people from AFT uh, there. Uh, but it's the first time somebody from Lodi won. I thought that was pretty neat. Uh, the crowd loved it, too. And there's people all the way, almost, they can't go all the way around the racetrack, but, you know, maybe three quarters, three quarters of the way around the racetrack. People were going crazy. Yeah, it was nuts, man. I was walking through those grandstands when there was an energy about that crowd. It felt a lot like Square Deal in that in that way. Um, and, you know, just some old school uh, riders out there, too, mixing it up in the 40-plus class. Uh, Frank Garcia was out there. That was super cool. Yep. Uh, I never yep, met him before. We've talked about him a few times. He's a crazy dude, and I actually got to have a few conversations with him. Frankie showed up later uh, and, and was hanging out with Dad while he was running uh, that for 40 plus class. It was just cool, man. A lot of good racing. Uh, Merg and, and Jesse were out there. There was a lot of pros that came, even some pros that weren't riding. Uh, some of the younger guys, Damon Ream and uh, Hunter Bauer came out to see it. And the highlight of my night, hands down, was I walking through the pits and I looked to my left, Jimmy freaking speed. James Monaco was there, dude. I had no idea he was going to show up and be there. Talked to him a week before, and I knew he was going to Springfield, and I was super bummed I wasn't going to see him there. And he's had go-kart racing uh, Sacramento weekend, so I I'd never thought he would show up at Lodi, and he did. Um, so I got to hang out with, yeah. with James in the pit for a bit, man, and haven't seen that dude in a long time, so it was really cool to catch up with him. It was cool to catch up with him, and also uh, Dominic Clendros, his bike was there, and yeah. David Fisher was riding for him, so yep. that was really cool to, to to see him out there at the races too. Yeah, uh, Mert Lawwill was there too, dude. I, I chatted with him for a second. I didn't get an interview with him because uh, he was busy, but I did get to chat with him a little one-on-one, and uh, I got a, m- myself a little Mert Lawwill sticker, so that was awesome, and uh, I found out that it was his first time at Lodi too. Can you believe that? Really? Yeah. No, I... I I'm blown away by that fact right there. Right. It was nuts. He said that he's like, yeah. And he's like, if you can believe it, because like he only lives like an hour or two away, but he'd never been to Lodi. Wow. So I guess I'm in good company if my first time was this weekend with Merlawell. 
there you go. You can't be too upset about that. <laughs> I don't know what, what grounds I'd have to stand on if I was upset about something like that. Um, but, but yeah. <laughs> well, there... before we move off the load, what did you think of the racetrack? What did you think of the whole night? I thought the track was really cool, right? It, it, the I don't know how if we've talked about it before. I think you talked about it at the end of last episode where the, the reason that it is a bowl is because they dug the dirt out for, to, to make the highway there. Um, so it is, I mean, there's not a bad seat in that house, dude. Like I walked all around pretty much, uh, between turn, between turns one to all the way down to four. And, and I mean, every single, uh, part of that, uh, grandstands, it has a great seat for, for the racing. Uh, there's like a stair, a 14 step stair, staircase that takes you down actually onto the track right there. Uh, that was kind of cool. I, I've heard that the groove has gotten a little wider, and I think it eventually throughout the night got wider, which may, always makes for more exciting racing when the groove is wide. I had a Field of Dreams moment between three and four uh, when the second, when the when the sun was just starting to go down, and you could it was like a perfect little short track with with just enough rubber on it, man. And and I, I couldn't wait to see the racing on it later at the night once the once the sun went down. I don't know. I it's it seems like a, a track where a lot of fun can be had, and I've heard all kinds of stories about low eyes so it was awesome to put eyes on it in person for sure and it's like a square deal in the way in the fact that the locals ran away with it so that was kind of cool right beat the pros yep and so another thing about the racetrack is normally the night before the mile is in may because normally we're at sacramento in may so uh, earlier in the week before i got there it was 106 degrees that was the temperature oh, that yeah. even, that's not even the heat index oh, yeah. and so the track was baked so the track was really really hot when they put water on it uh, I think they should have put a little bit more water on it. By the time they got out there, you know, as soon as they got on the racetrack, like the first bikes were laying down rubber, and that's just because they've raced there for so long. Well, they put tires out there, and then they drag the tires in as practice goes on. Yeah. That's why there's usually a big wide groove. So, uh, But they still weren't happy with the racetrack. They shut us down. They went back out there and ran some more practice. But on that second go-around of practice, they didn't put the tires back out there like they normally do. So that's why the, the groove is a little bit smaller at the start. It did get wider and wider as the night went on, just like you said. But, um, I mean, all in all, the track was good for, for the conditions that they had, the heat that they had, and I, I thought the racing was, was really good. I mean, obviously it paid to get a whole shot, but usually on a short track, that's usually the case. Absolutely, yeah. The club members put on a good show. They, they ran a pretty good program. I, I got to see time trials for the first time. That was new, something new I'd never seen that you – explain this kind of old school but i i liked it it was kind of cool and unique i that's what one thing i love about doing what we're doing with left out you go to these tracks and these in these motorcycle clubs that have these traditions or ways of doing things you know a little outside the box or maybe a little old school um i love seeing all those different ways that you know you can run an event and that was kind of cool to see uh the, the time trials firsthand for sure yeah, one person at a time, you get two laps, and you get your best lap, and that's how you get recorded, and, and that's how you can earn extra money for getting the quick time. And also that gives you your starting lineup for your heat races. That way it's not you know, done by points. It's not done by going out with a group of riders, and if, if something happens, you're in trouble. Um, what we didn't see is, is nobody actually waved their lap off. I mean, sometimes mm. you can do that. If you're not happy with that one, you can wave your hand and come back at the very end. We ran right through it. Nobody waved it off, and, and we got qualified. We went straight into the opening ceremonies. I think we brought out 10 different riders from from uh, basically the little kids class, uh, which is the 85s, uh, up to uh, the pro class. And yeah. we talked to a lot of people out there. And then we uh, Raymond Rizzo came down, did our invitation. Yep. Uh, and it was 9-11 weekend, so he, he did a little extra something for the, uh, you know, for the for everybody that's you know, keeping us safe for 9-11. And then uh, we we sang and then we went racing 
And uh, the old announcer used to announce out there back in the day, uh, Makosa was his last name. He was actually the one that did the national anthem. I thought that was, that was a nice little I touch, I didn't know too. that. That would have been cool. Chat with him after I left out. We should have grabbed a little interview with him. But I did. I think I did get yeah. part of his national anthem, so we can definitely show people that later on. But, uh, no, that's, right su- on. that's super cool. i got to give a shout-out to, to Cage, the Rage Tadman, man. Hell of a ride on that uh, KTM, dude. That was fun to watch. And that was his first time on that particular bike. It was a 250. Insane. I think in practice he was putting in the corners a little bit too hot. He actually <laughs> laid it down one time in, in one of the practice sessions, but he got it figured out. And, you know, sometimes you got to slow down to go fast. Yeah. And he was just riding that thing hard. And, and, but he was flying. He he was uh, he was having, having some fun. Uh, I know there's some people with more experience in that class, but he's so small compared to all those guys, and it's hard to get traction off the line and it's hard you know hard to get traction off the corners too when you're that little yeah yeah but i can tell you being sitting in the grandstands man they were all going nuts for him uh they he he had a big uh big support system out in the crowd they were going they were loving that kid ripping around on that on that ktm for sure and first time out there in a 250 just impressive so um shout out to yeah, everybody absolutely. that rode out there and and hats off and thanks to, to mr john martin for letting us come out there and and cover it from left out's perspective um hope to hope to go back in the future man that was a fun track Sure, is a lot of fun. Let's talk about Sacramento a little bit. Um, again, fighting with the temperature, uh, that track had been closed down almost two years since mm. anything had happened at that event. Uh, you know, and and Steve De Lorenzi said normally there's 150 people that work at that facility. Right now, there's only 15. So wow. uh, to, to to take you know nothing and make it into a a track for American Flat Track, um, it was they had their work cut out for them. The track. I think got better and better and better. Of course, it had a few braking bumps here and there. It had a few issues. They spent a lot of time prepping the racetrack, which um, I know can get boring just from being there. And and I want the race to continue as well. But at the same time, I want a safe racetrack and a good racetrack for our fans. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think everybody's in agreement on that for sure. And I think that they uh, they always put on a good event. They had a good turnout on on Saturday. I was doing the Hangtown thing before and um, got out of that just in time to get over to see the main event. So uh, I got there just in time to to see Corey Texter win his championship, and then uh, and then that awesome singles race that that, that ended with Brunner and uh, Jared Mees. Man, it was one hell of a night for sure for night one. Yeah, night one was was really good. Uh, Shane was involved in an accident early in the day. It was kind of a racing deal. Uh, unfortunately, Hunter Bauer got into the back of her, and and they both, you know, it, I don't, I think it was just a, a pure racing deal. You, you know, the draft was a factor for sure. Shane had turned left to go into the corner, which that's where you're supposed to go. And uh, I've watched it over and over. Hunter Bauer was on the brakes as hard as he could, but you know, when you get that double draft and it just sucks you into the rider that's right in front of you. Uh, he was on the brakes as hard as he could, and just unfortunately, his back tire did it, or his front tire got into her back tire, and she did a heck of a job just to lay that thing down instead of going straight into the air fence. He went for a wild ride. Uh, he got checked out, and they decided to sit out on Sunday. But uh, you know, it's his first season. He's uh, learning, and uh, we'll see what he does down in Charlotte. Yeah, it was. Uh, I didn't actually see the replay until the next morning. Um, Cody Cop had it on his phone, so I checked it out. Um, but yeah, it was a pretty gnarly little get off, dude. And it, he was back out there the next day. Um, pretty bummed that he wasn't racing, but he was definitely not not in any position to hop on a bike and go racing. Rumor has it though he's going to be racing this weekend, so back home. So we'll see how that goes. Um, so well, good, he, good. he's he's going to be back at it. So um, and yeah, yeah. Um, 
I, I, I'm definitely not one to make a judgment on what, what happened there, but it definitely did look like a, a rough get off for sure. And I'm glad that every, everybody that did uh, go down is, is, is back up and, uh, and good. So, um, but yeah, it's, uh, I, I didn't even know that had gone down before either. And what Shana came all the way back and, and charged through and made the main and, uh, ended up having a pretty good night that night too. Yeah, she came from the back of the pack in the semi, and she was a little upset that she had to start the back. Uh, I, I think it's rules are rules, uh, but she had, I think it just fueled the fire. She came from the back of the pack in the semi, got all the way up to second, and then she got second in the main event by about maybe half a bike length, maybe three-quarters of a bike length mm-hmm. behind Trevor Bruner. And Bruner and Zabala, both of their Hondas were so fast. Um, it, what I liked about the single class is it was, you know, two, uh, two Yamahas, two Hondas and two KTMs mix it up for the lead that entire main event. It was awesome to see. And uh, Bruner came away with his first mile win and then only like his fourth or fifth time to race on a mile. Yeah, it's just insane, man. It's a big weekend for Honda all around, right? Um, Honda, uh, obviously, on the Hangtown side, the Promoto side, uh, winning that 250 championship uh, on Saturday there. And then uh, and actually winning that, that you know, followed by that, that first main event. And then the success on Sunday, man. So big weekend overall for Honda. Um, and it's good that Flat Track's part of that story too, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and congratulations going out to the G&G Yamaha and Corey Texter locking up the championship on the first night. Uh, he had a confidence. He had a swagger going on right there. And yep. when that's happening, it's it's hard to beat, you know. And, and he was feeling really good. All he really had to do was go out there. If Dan Bromley won, all he had to do was get 11th. Well, that's like you, you might as well go for it. So he was, and he just it seemed like he got faster and faster as the night went on. He won night one and then backed it up again with a win on night number two. Uh, day Actually, it was a day race, but he had his hands full on the second day. Chad Coast had the fastest lap of the day mm. uh, in, the, in the production twins class in that main event, and he tracked Corey down. They got up there and had a good battle, and uh, Corey actually went down after the checkered flag. He had a lot of momentum, just got off the groove, and he hadn't been off the groove the whole weekend and just kind of just kept going up and up up the track, and he finally laid it down. But uh, he still got up. They restarted the thing, and he still wheelied all the way around the racetrack and stuff like that. So uh, hats off to Corey, doubleheader. I didn't even know that happened. I'll have to go back and check the replay on that. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was wild. And also, you know, Bruner, back-to-back wins. Uh, like I said, the Turner Hondas were, were definitely on fire. Yeah. Uh, Zabala, unfortunately, had a mechanical at the end of the first the first day on the last lap. He looked a little bit better on the second day. And I think, you know, get him a little bit more experience. He's going to win one of these races here real soon. Absolutely, man. Now, it, the second day, it was definitely a warm one out there running it during the day. Um, but uh, but fun to watch, dude. I got to sit through uh, and, and, you know, see another progression of the day with the race team um, and watching Damon Ream make his sixth main event. Um, and kind of it was really, really cool because even though uh, Hunter wasn't racing on Sunday, uh, his dad, Bob, was, hop, uh, you know, jumped right in and with, you know, kind of helping coach Damon, give him some tips. Um, and it's just kind of cool to see someone you know it wasn't his very first time riding a mile he'd obviously ridden to coin uh but that on, a, on an amateur level right so this was his first pro mile um so to kind of see the progression of the day the tips and how they worked out you know every time out he would just get a little better and get a little better um so that was kind of cool to see i've never had the experience of like hanging out in a racetruck and seeing that those conversations and that kind of stuff so that was a whole nother level of a uh, flat track that i got introduced to this weekend was super cool that's awesome, and now Damon Ream is six for six after he went pro oh, yeah. at New York. He's made every main event he's attempted, so he's on a 
he's on a roll right now. He's got one more Super race to wrap impressive. up this year. If yeah. he can, yeah, it'd be a perfect, uh, perfect go for him if he can finish it up, and hopefully that will secure that ride for next year. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, in second day two, obviously, you know, to me, one of the coolest things from the Sacramento Mile standpoint all weekend was how the uh, Super Twins race finished, right? Absolutely, and and you know, uh, hats off for. For, for Jared Meese to let Brian Smith borrow a motorcycle, it's the same one that Nicole Meese took for a few laps on opening ceremonies the first day. They took the pink wheels, put the, put, put, took the number plates off, and put Brian's big number four on there. Uh, but, you know, there was a little while with those two things speak. You know, they were fierce competitors. Jared knows that Brian's farewell was that day, or, you know, supposed farewell. We'll see if he stays away from the racetrack. But uh, for him to borrow his third motorcycle which is a half mile motorcycle is what i was told it's not even one that was really set up for the miles yeah. but jared let him uh, a competitor ride out there and actually finish second which was crazy on the second day but it also helped jared because he got in between himself and briar so it gave briar uh, you know a few less points than he would have got for finishing second so yeah. a smart move uh, uh, an awesome gesture, and the, the even more awesome gesture was giving Brian the victory lap. You know, I mean, how cool is that? I, yeah. I, I think that was just top notch. Yeah, dude, I was like right there when all that when he's hopping on the bike. Like, uh, it's, it's just for me, dude. The, it would be cool to see it, but like I was there, so I can say that I saw that. That's just for that. I'm just like still pinching myself that I saw uh, Brian Smith go out like that um, for for his yeah. last race and. Uh, and it was really cool that the added touch for the victory lap um, to see all his family there uh, and, you know, friends and family uh, supporting him on that last race was really cool, too. And uh, just the vibes afterwards, you know, around the around the uh, the podium there. Uh, I was pretty, pretty damn cool to, to be there and be a part of that. I I think the one that was the most emotional was Ricky Howerton. He, he yeah. couldn't. It was just just they, they were watching him a little bit and he just kind of had to walk away. You know, yeah. it's. It's it's a bittersweet end. I mean, Ricky's poured his heart and soul, and him and Jeff Gordon both into making those motorcycles, making them the way Brian Smith wanted them. Uh, maybe these this new rule package when they added weight there back at Williams or I'm sorry Port Royal, um, that bike just never seemed like it wanted to handle. So uh, you know he didn't want to run at the back of the pack. They they you know Meese, I don't know who asked who. It doesn't really matter, but he got to ride Meese's bike it's seen by kenny tolbert and took it all the way up to a second place so if if that's his last race congratulations uh originally he was slated to race charlotte i think that after he rode oklahoma city he's figuring out his wrist isn't isn't 100 may never be 100 to do that on a motorcycle again and and uh, before you and i got on the call carter i was explaining you know you're on the gas off the gas and charlotte's not a perfectly smooth racetrack and you know they'll probably be going 26 to 28 laps depending on how long the, the time is of the race that's a lot on somebody's wrist that's not not even close to 100 percent. so yeah. uh i think it's a smart decision i heard he's going to be there because of course the banquet the next day and and uh they probably want to send him off uh with some well wishes at the end of the day at the, at the banquet but um you know i think it's a, a class move and and i had you know i had a great time at at, at sacramento and uh of course got to see you and and uh hang out with all the california people so it was a great weekend Solid weekend for sure, um, and then we got a few off weeks. What is it? Two weeks or three weeks before Charlotte? No, it's like three. It's like three or four. It seems like it's gonna be like a. I think it's a month. It's October the eighth. It's a Friday night, so yeah. maybe not quite a full month, but it's it's a little bit of time. 
Uh, I actually get next weekend off. I'm home this weekend, or I'm, I'm sorry, I'm in Tulsa this weekend doing Enduro Cross off in, uh, for the next weekend for sure, and I can't even remember where I'm at after that. But um, one thing that came out, a press release came out on Monday. That was both of our travel day home. Uh, actually, he traveled on Tuesday. I traveled home Monday. But uh, Maxwell, his contract was extended. Yeah, they locked him in for, what, two more seasons? Is that right? Yep, two more years. So congratulations to both you know, Max and actually Red Bull KTM. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, it's always good to see uh, see riders get long term deals right because that helps you like build things for for the futures. And you, if you know that you know you're gonna have a rider for a particular number of years, you can uh, put resources against that and hopefully build a a team kind of like something like Jared Mees has done over the time, right? Absolutely. So, and and one more thing that's going on this weekend, we had Todd Lefevre on not too long ago. The Charlotte Canes Memorial Race is going on this weekend. September the 18th, Saturday, up in Wisconsin. You want to you want to try to pronounce the name of the city again? Uh, uh, no. Wait. Astelin, Astelin Speedway, which is up in Wisconsin. So, if you're anywhere near there, the Charlotte Kings Memorial Race is this weekend. I've heard J.C. Jones is coming, one of the Royal Enfield riders. Uh, rumors is Kaylee Johnson, which is Kyle Johnson's sister. She rode the uh, Springfield Short Track. She looked really good there. Uh, and then several other female racers will be racing in that Charlotte Canes Memorial Race that's this Saturday. So another reason we put this one out a little bit early. Absolutely. Sarah Sadoff is rumored maybe to be making an appearance too. That would be crazy to see her back on a motorcycle racing, huh? That would be awesome. Yeah, yeah so so maybe uh, Chase would be up there racing. Maybe she can borrow one of Chase's backup bikes. But she she's raced quite a bit, so she hasn't raced for a little while. But uh, it would be cool to see more ladies out there having some fun either way it's going to be a really cool event for a great cause if you're in the wisconsin area this weekend go check out that race and if you're uh if you want to hear more about that race and todd check out episode 196 of off the groove um for more information there good stuff there you go well i think that's about a wrap for me i'm almost where i'm headed and uh what you got going on this weekend no man i am a, a whole lot of stuff i'm getting some stuff together for left out we got some interesting things in the weeks ahead and i'm kind of trying to organize all the footage we've caught throughout the year and uh and just kind of get all the ducks in a row for that i don't know man i really don't have a ton planned this weekend i don't have anything till charlotte really i promoto season's over so it's kind of like catch my breath time right now and, and get organized and clean up all the stuff that's it i gotcha what do you think about maybe dropping a carrot right here that uh, Tommy Doomer might be doing something for us? Um, I don't know a carrot. Oh, I see what you're doing there. A little play on words uh, there. Some jewelry. Oh. Some jewelry nugget. I, oh. think, I think that's a great idea. Um, I don't How much do you want to talk about it? Just just get that's enough right there? Just kind of tease it out there right now? Yeah, just just tease out there until we get back. Maybe that'll be something other, something else we do in episode two hundred. We always love Tommy Duma and love uh, working with Tommy Duma in any way, shape, or form. But um, this one's going to be kind of interesting, so stay tuned for more details there. Um, what do you besides the racing? Are you getting into anything crazy this weekend? Just doing the Harley Rally all week, and then uh, driving as fast as I can from the Harley Rally back to Tulsa. Doing that on Saturday, and then I'll try to be home on Sunday. So that's about it. All right. Well, I think that's a wrap for episode one ninety nine. Point ninety nine, not two hundred yet. That'll be next week. One hundred ninety nine and ninety nine cents, so <laughs> almost two hundred. I <laughs> uh, gotta it's keep it. Gotta keep one, it interesting, and I think of, I think that does. one penny off of two hundred dollars. There you go. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Well, cool, man. Um, I guess that that can be put a pin in this when it's done. All right, Charter, keep it on four wheels. Everybody else, keep it on two wheels. Thanks to all our patrons for all your support. Uh, we got some number plates coming your way soon. I know I've handed out 
uh, quite a few of them at uh, the last couple of races. Uh, we'll get some more headed this way as soon as I get back home. This was last week. I was home for exactly 25 hours. So uh, <laughs> when I get back home next week, I'll put some stuff in the mail. How's that? I've been there, man. No worries. And I, I, everybody's been pretty patient about that. We appreciate your patience. Um, but they're coming. We got them signed. And uh, there might be a couple extra goodies in these with, with, uh, with the number plates as well. So uh, stay tuned for that. And uh, stay tuned for episode 200 next week. Smash that like button. Tell all your friends about the podcast. And we'll talk to you guys next week. See ya. Peace. Later. A Z T A L A N. A Z T L A N. A Z T A N. As 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 I don't know. Aslan. Aslan. I think so. Astalin. Aslan. Astalin. All right. I think it's Astalin. A Z T A L A N. Astalin. 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 That's when that track up there in Wisconsin starts with AZ. Astaland, <laughs> Wisconsin. Do you hear that? No. Astaland, Wisconsin. Astaland, Wisconsin. Okay.